Welcome everyone to the Sonoma Spiel. My name is Tim. It's a lovely day in Sonoma Valley. Uh, today I went to the farmer's market. I'll talk more about that. Had a great time, but it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. It's it's uh, winter, but it feels like spring in Sonoma Valley. It feels like spring. Today I have two very special guests. I know I always say that I have a very special guest. This time I actually mean it. Two very special guests. They're from Taub Family Outpost, T-A-U-B Family Outpost. I'll introduce them. Ashley, how are you doing? Fantastic. Great. And Martine, how are you? I'm very well. Glad to be here. Very good. Guys, I'm so glad you joined me. I know I've been chasing you for months to be on the podcast, <laughs> and you've been so busy and doing lots of things, but uh, thanks for joining me. So, yeah, thanks for pleasure. having us. Yeah, that's good. But before we get too deep into this, Taub, T-A-U-B, hmm. can you guys tell me where this place is located? What is it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Martin, why don't you take that? Okay. One? I'm not going to. Uh, we are right on the beautiful Plaza of Sonoma um, at the corner of First Street West and West Napa Street. Okay. Um, so right, right on the plaza. Right on the I plaza. Mean, right on the corner. The plaza. Yeah, two story building right on the corner. Okay, and then yeah. this place, how long have you guys been open? Or maybe Ashley could tell us. Like, how long have you guys been there? March 2020 is yeah. when we opened. We were supposed oh, to open. Oh, that's great timing. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's been super fun, let me tell you. Uh, lots of changes, lots of pivots, and uh, it's been a So, a wait, wild we're coming ride. on three years. Yes. Almost. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's kind of good. I, I don't know what a three year anniversary is. Like, yeah. first year's like paper, second year's like whatever, <laughs> third year's like. We made it so far. Cocktails, uh, cocktails and, and bubbles, I think. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk about, about that. that. Yeah. No, that's why we're here, because it's our three-year. Mm-hmm. Three. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I planned it. Yes. Good timing. I good good it. timing. Yeah, you know. what, I, what I like about Tau Family Outpost, and I'll, I'll kind of explain it, and you guys can correct me. Okay. Two-story white building on the corner. Downstairs, you walk in. There is a counter to the right where a little coffee counter, usually where Ashley is. Uh, or Marcus or somebody else. There's like a little retail spot to the left. You sell wine and things like that. There's a back bar area where it's doing prep stuff. And there's a middle uh, place where people eat, usually lunch or some breakfast items. Upstairs, and that might change because you're probably going to correct me here, a restaurant and then a bar called The Beacon. Um, But that's all going to be changing, right? Or something something. Basically, all of what you said has been accurate up until this fall. And now... um, the only thing that's going to still be the same in that description is going to be the beacon. Okay. And the other elements are going to go through a bit of a transformation. Okay. Uh, and we're going to do a relaunch this spring. We're very excited to announce the reimagining of Top Family Outpost. I feel like I should have done some music. Beep, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we have a major announcement yeah. on the Sonoma <laughs> Show. So what is, what is the major announcement? Martin? So this coming spring, um, we are going to convert from... Um, more of a from a restaurant to more of like an eatery so imagine like a quintessential wine and spirits bar and eatery cafe downstairs so less of coffee shop retail more of an eatery wait will you still have an espresso machine we will yeah. Okay. It's okay. I'll still make you. Thank your you. Thank you. Yeah. It's the only reason I come to see you, Martin. <laughs> Offended. Yeah. And then the upstairs, what was an upstairs dining room restaurant service, is now more of an event space and and lounge and private events and curated event space. Oh, really? Lounge. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to do. Not a wedding, but a rehearsal dinner. Rehearsal dinners or, are great. After hour dance parties are, work really well there. Yeah. Actual dance parties? Oh, we yeah. have a disco ball up there now. Oh, yeah. What? That disco yes. ball is my pride and joy. Wait, you guys you. got a disco ball? Yes. It's so We fun. busted it out on New Year's Eve. We had, a, we had 85, 90 people upstairs mm-hmm. for New Year's Eve. Big party. Really? It was yeah. so fun. And it's a nice wood floor up there, right? So yeah. yes. You don't even need to bring in a new floor, right? You can nope. just use the existing floor. Correct. And up there. Um, and then will there be like DJ Ashley showing up? Um, <laughs> we, I mean... 
we, we do curated playlists. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. On our sound system, so that's that's kind of actually. What we you guys do. have really good sound. I can tell when someone's there controlling it from your phone or, or yeah. tablet or whatever. We're, I mean, we're, proud, in, of so yeah. we're yeah. proud of the tunes. Yeah. Proud of the tunes. Yeah. What's definitely. what's the vibe like at Taub and, and like what's it going to be when when people go in there? Cause so for people who've never been there, can you explain that? Yeah. I mean, I think we really want the vibe to feel um, like there. You know food and libations mm-hmm. come in you can if you want a cup of coffee you can get a cup of coffee but mm-hmm. wine centered downstairs and amazing culinary program and everything is just kind of collaborating with okay. each other and really a space where you can come you can gather like a community space where it's you don't have to you know feel like you're stuck at a restaurant and you mm-hmm. have to you know pay for a big lunch or whatever it is you can get food if you want or you get small bites it's a really really awesome space like I kind of think of it as like this epic wine bar Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that and just amazing lounge and um, we want it to feel comfortable right. and snazzy and right. you know really just um, I mean it's a beautiful building it's a historic building mm-hmm. um, which has been super fun and, and a little difficult to work with but um, it's gorgeous and it has right. so much history and right. you know we want that to to maintain with what we're doing and, okay. and keep with the vibe but all in all just comfortable it's, what I like, it's very approachable and yeah. when you think about it you know, if I say, oh, it's like a wine bar or, you know, it's got like a lot of wines from around the world, you think, oh, dear, I'm going to be intimidated mm-hmm. by this. And when you walk in, your staff is always so welcoming and friendly and, and it's it's very casual. You know, it's not stuffy mm-hmm. and, and high, you know, highfalutin, I guess. And, but the, the, right. the quality is there. But the yeah. experience is like, oh, I, you know, I just I have people from Michigan that are visiting the visitor center today and they know nothing about wine. And you can tell they're kind of like nervous. Mm. Right. Because there is that mystique around wine country. I could send them to Taub and you guys would be like, yeah, what do you, what do you like? And Ashley, you, you know your wine quite well. Like, oh, you would work with them yeah. and be approachable. Right? Mm-hmm. So Taub doesn't have that like off-putting, fancy wine country feel. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a neighborhood corner place with amazing food and wine. I mean, that's what wine should be, though, right? I mean, we're talking about fermented grape juice. I mean, I've, de- <laughs> I've dedicated my life to it. And look, someone's probably going to shoot thank me you. in the no, foot. Like, no, I'm a sommelier. You. I've taken exams. But right. it shouldn't be this, like... In, in, intimidating aspect like right. it's hospitality like right. let's take care of people let's meet them where they're at and take them on this amazing journey we all mm. love it yeah Ashley's let's really good at that she's really good at meeting people right where they're mm. at and turning them on to new things teaching them while making it fun mm-hmm. while they're enjoying what, what they're learning about you know and then trying new things this is a great segue because uh, people can't see this on the podcast but on the YouTube you can see it you guys have brought in a whole bunch of glassware <laughs> and bottles yes. and Martine you were cleverly opening the bottles with the tools at hand. So can <laughs> yeah. you tell me what you brought in and, and what's going yeah. on here? Sure. First of all, so le- just if I can backtrack real quick, just to give like yeah. positions. So Ashley uh, Charlton Bishop is assistant <laughs> manager at the Outpost and uh, certified sommelier and in charge of the wine program. Okay. Um, Chase Martinez, who's not with us, but he is uh, our bar manager and in charge of Got all it. things liquor and the beacon and okay. cocktail and very preparation. very fancy cocktails up there. They're yes, amazing. yes. By the way, I want to hear whatever you're about to do. That sound should be in the microphone. Okay, all right. I'm going to try to do my best without, without taking. I'm, I'm a professional. Yeah. We're good at this. It's fine. And Chase has a really great small dedicated team up there that helps him, <laughs> uh, Matt and Mel in particular. Um and uh, and I'm Martin Gobey, and I'm the general manager. Anyway, so we brought um, 
sparkling wine that Ashley's pouring. You want to tell them what uh, what you brought there? Uh, yeah. Um, I know we said we were going to start with the cocktails, but we were already talking about wine, so I figured I'd just get this open. And <laughs> I like it. Um, and I'm thirsty, so you know that's that's it's Friday. Um, so what I'm pouring right now is uh, Andre Jacquard uh, Premier Cru Champagne, um, and it's the Blanc de Blanc Extra Brutes. Um, okay, you said a bunch of words. I did, you I said did. a bunch of words to um, start with Grand Cru. Okay, Champagne, I know, is so, sparkling wine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So okay. this is from, from Champagne, yeah. uh, okay. France. Okay. Um, and Champagne, France, uh, they only use three grapes, hmm. Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, and Meunier. Okay. Super simple, so let's just... Boom. Good, good. Easy, right? Everyone knows those grapes, loves them. Um, so this is 100% Chardonnay. Okay. Um, and then what really makes Champagne what it is, is obviously, of course, the region and what the French say terroir, mm. uh, soil and all that stuff. But it's really the method that they make it. So okay. not to get too nerdy, um, right. but it's a, a secondary fermentation inside the bottle. That's the okay. simplified okay. version. But to define the other terms, Premier Cru is just a labeling of quality. So you have like village, Premier mm. Cru, Grand Cru, Grand Cru. And is that a location or is yes. that pr- Premier Cru is like the location of the vineyard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. So different vineyards will be Premier Cru, different vineyards will be Grand Cru. Okay. And then you have the whole region as a whole. Okay. Um, and then Blanc de Blanc is. Um, All white grapes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So Chardonnay. Yeah. Um, and then Extra Brut just means it's nice and dry and crisp. I thought it meant it was like extra meat. You know what? I mean, maybe it's just like a an analogy for me. I don't know, but extra, that's extra that's, brute. That's extra brutus. I think. Oh, brutus. Yeah. Yes. That's Cheers, you guys. Cheers. Good to see you guys. Oh, that sounded great. Hold on, microphone moment. Uh, okay. Do it there. Go. Oh wow, that was fantastic. <laughs> I'll taste it. I'll keep talking, and then you guys taste, and then when I taste, you guys talk. Because, oh, mm-hmm. oh, wow. Go. Mm. Yeah. Um, I brought special glassware, um, champagne. Everyone always thinks that it's a special occasion wine. This is right. wine wrong. This, drink it everywhere. That's what I say. Like, this is fantastic. Right. Yeah. And also, like, drink it at the beach, drink it on a picnic. With burgers? Drink it Are in, you kidding drink me? Drink it at a barbecue. One of the okay. best pairings I've ever had champagne burgers, champagnes and fried chicken, French fries, anything fried. Anything okay. that, like, if you have a <laughs> bunch of people fried. at the table that right. are like, I want this and I want this, just screw everything and get champagne. Right. Champagne helps you. Uh, it's it's like a utility drink yes. for the table. Yes, it's, it's like so, the Swiss It feels like you're celebrating, but like it, it's very approachable. Because yeah. a lot of Americans are like, oh no, champagne. I have to wait until I have a baby. Or right, right. Some special occasion, <laughs> right. right. Yes. That's the only time I have champagne. You no, didn't have champagne at your wedding? What are you doing? I got married in Wisconsin. Oh, well. I'm so sorry. just. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, and we did. We had a, we had a Wisconsin wine. I'll, that's that's for a whole other. Well, Michigan has wine. I have Michigan family has in Michigan, wine too. So. That's right. Real that quick. Um, so we have okay. everyday wine glasses that we use for by the glass, or if you order a flight of wine at okay. the outpost. But if you order a bottle of wine, we upgrade to Sophie and Walds, which okay. are these are the Sophie and Wald flute in our. Um, I'm sorry. Can you, is that a name of a wine company? A so, wine glass company? Yes, yeah, Sophie and Wald. It's one word, but okay. it's. Sophie N. Wald, and it. it's hand-blown Austrian uh, pure glass, nothing but glass. These Super are really delicate. fancy glasses for those uh, who aren't watching the podcast. <laughs> Very delicate, wide uh, bottom, delicate stem, and then mm-hmm. kind of like a tulip shape mm-hmm. moving up. And right. That's exactly what it's called. I was kind of hoping you wouldn't tell me that they were fancy and that you wouldn't be missing it, because I was going to take this <laughs> <laughs> when you guys left. You're like, oh, we only brought two glasses, right, actually? <laughs> uh, this is great. Yeah. Um, it, when people want champagne, do they have to buy a full bottle, or are there other options available at uh, Taub slash 
beacon. Yeah, I do. We do offer some half glass, half bottles. Um, we've always had a sparkling flight, which is one of my favorite things to offer to guests. Um, and, and how many sparkling wines by the glass? Usually three, right? There's usually three by the glass, and then I okay. offer that by a flight. So you essentially get just under two glasses when you get a So flight. you don't have to, if, if, you Mm-mm. don't want to commit to the entire bottle. Nope. No, you can get a glass and get a half glass. Yeah. And what's actually, what does a flight mean? Yeah, so a flight's typically just a tasting of wines. I would say it starts at three, and okay. depending on, you know. Of different types yep. of wines. Yep. Okay, I exactly. got it. And do they come, like when you go to a brewery, you have like these little things, and they come in like a big plank of wood, and then they have like <laughs> IPA pills, and they're like that, or yeah. they're like little pieces of paper. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think it depends right. on where you are. We do it where we just pour it in the glass, and we bring all three, okay. um, because I think they should in any flight um it's really great to taste it all at the same time also yeah. if i may if you, uh, again not to be too nerdy but um <laughs> if you're tasting wine even if you're just having a little bit you want to be able to swirl it get your nose mm. in the glass like there's so many elements okay. yeah. you know that that you want to experience to uh to drinking wine so putting it in like a shot glass would defeat that purpose, purpose. yeah so i shouldn't yeah. do shots of champagne nah i mean you know there is this thing called chambong What's, um, wait wait chambong yeah like a beer bong uh, yeah, but for champagne. <laughs> and Le- I know this legal is in re- California. <laughs> no, this is a real thing. What is um, it? It's like at Sonoma State University. I go yeah, Delta yeah. Chi or whatever. Um, okay, tell me about champongs. I feel I feel like someone's gonna come to Tom now and be like, "Can I get a champong?" And I'm be like, "God, what did I do?" Where's to myself? the tubing in the funnel? All right, tell me about it's, a champong. No, it's essentially it's just a fancy beer bong, but right with the champagne. And that is I, really that, funny. I, even just looking at it, it gives me hiccups right. and like acid reflux because that's a lot of bubbles. That is a lot of bubbles. Wow. It's intense, I, but that's the first yeah, I'm hearing about that. But. I like yeah. this. Well, I I gotta say, even though it's not available. Taub, uh, I will find whoever has a shambong in Sonoma <laughs> and have them on for that. Oh, you guys do have two stories, though, and you do have yes. a balcony, so that's something else. Well, yeah, the balcony is decorative. The, right. the uh, 100 years ago or whenever, there was a, a, a remodeling of the building, mm. I think, by a bank, mm. and they wanted it to match the adobe that was the, mission style uh, right of the plaza. right next to historical adobe right yes, next to you. Right. Um, you're yeah. on probably one of the most historic streets in Sonoma. You know, on, on First Street right there, mm-hmm. uh, because the mission's catty corner or kitty corner from mm-hmm. where you are. You There's the it. barracks. Uh, yeah. Valley next to you is in a historic adobe building. Yep. Sunflower Cafe down the road from you, adobe, you know, historic. So Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. It's super fun. We haven't seen any ghosts yet. Um, so that's <laughs> That good. doesn't mean they're not there. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe we're just nice people and hopefully we haven't. <laughs> you should be there late at night, though. I think they might like the yourself. disco ball. That could be it. I bet you at night, sure. like dancing away. How did you guys get? Let me ask. Switching here, like Martine, how'd you end up in the restaurant business? What's uh, a nice guy like you doing in a restaurant like that? Um, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a that's a whole podcast in and of itself, probably. But no, um, I went to uh, graduate school for after falling into the theater in college. I went to graduate school for acting, and then moved to New York to be an actor. Uh, very Wait, cli- where, very cliche. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the on the East Coast in uh, okay. as a kid in Connecticut and then schooling in Massachusetts. And you wanted to do theater. And I wanted to do theater. Did you yeah. want to do like musical theater or like theater? No, I started in an improv in comedy. You did. Yeah, All right, I did. Okay. A, I did a year of improv in Chicago. That's why you were so good with the prop right there, trying to open that bottle. You're like, what can I do? What can I do? I got a pen. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, after doing a year of improv in Chicago, I thought, oh, I want to get trained in all of this. The whole. You did improv in Chicago, which yeah. is in the United States is like the the place. The mecca. For 
improv. Yeah, it's the mecca. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I got to learn from the guy who's considered the Yoda of improv, uh, Del Close. She's <laughs> oh my he's God. no longer with us. I but like Del the Yoda is, of improv. Yeah, he's he's okay. he's the head Jedi. He's the, okay. He's the guru. <laughs> yeah. How much do you watch Star Wars, Martina? Uh, yeah. Too much. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. So then moved to New York to be an actor, and so cliche okay. got a waitering job and started from got there. It. And okay. you know, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. And right. Yeah. My actor wife and I got you know married and had kids and mm. soon you know careers needed to be secure and right money had to be had right so, so. you got in the restaurant business but I was in a, it and I just kept climbing up is there a certain amount yeah. of improv skills in the restaurant 100%. business <laughs> oh a hundred percent a hundred percent that's yeah. all it is yeah. it's ninety percent it's acting. a lot are of, you yeah. serious that's right yeah. that's right okay. That's yeah. good. I yeah, you that. you definitely enter any service with a mm-hmm. script of how it's going to go, but yeah. that script goes out the window in the first half hour, the first seating, and <laughs> that's right. Well, every night, everyone's different. Yeah, every yeah. night is different. Well, yeah. it's also I think going table to table and guest to right. guest. Yeah, right. For sure. Just like we were saying with wine, meeting people right. where you're at. Like, yeah. it's such an amazing thing. Like being in hospitality, being mm-hmm. able to know that like you can, if someone's having a bad day, like if you give them good service, like, and I don't, I mean this in in like the most like giving sense is like you can help them have a better day. Right, right. And also, you know, then you're you're meeting them. What if they're upset? You need to read that. And there's mm-hmm. so much reading and there's so much dancing and and playing with each different table and it's Yeah, how so much conversation fun. do they want or how much privacy do they want? Like feeling if all it's that the romantic out. Romantic date. Stay yeah. away. Right. If they're nervous on the first date, you can kind of go there and help them because maybe right. give them right. some yeah. small talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, what a lovely necklace. Where'd you get that? See, <laughs> the guy's like, oh, yeah, where'd you get that necklace? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. So. Well, let me ask Ashley then, how did you get? Are you an actress as well? Or? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. um, I do joke that I should have been. Um, but I no. Um, I um, went to college for uh, international studies okay. with a minor yeah. in Russian. Um, for real. Yes. Okay. You did not bring vodka. I didn't. Uh, well, there's vodka in one of the cocktails. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, so education's work. Good. Uh, good. Yeah, it worked. That's phenomenal. So I did okay. spend some time there, um, which was amazing in college. But anyway, um, I, my boyfriend at the time uh, was born and raised in Alabama, and mm. I uh, moved him out here. Okay. He'd never been to California. Are you from than, here? Uh, yeah, I'm, okay. well, sort of. My dad was military, so I've been okay. all over the place, okay. Michigan being mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I started a career in insurance, and mm-hmm. I quickly realized after, well, quickly, as in three years later, I realized it was not for me. Got it. So not very quickly. Um, but I learned some amazing skills from there, and mm-hmm. I just knew I had to get into a different industry, and I thought it was events. Okay. Um, I can attribute it to, I hosted my best friend, Monica that's my, Shout that's out my girl. To Monica. Shout out, Bonnie. What's up, Monica? Um, anyway, I hosted her wedding shower, and I realized I loved taking care of people in that okay. sense. Okay. Uh, and then I got into a winery, and I didn't know anything. About I, wine at all. I was the winery here in Northern California? It was. Actually, okay. it was in Glen Ellen. Oh, okay. Um, and I started there. I didn't know how to use a waiter's corkscrew. Were you, like, front of the house? Were you working in a tasting I room? I worked in a tasting room. Okay. And they hired, I knew nothing. Um, and then within a couple months, I, you know, drank the punch, the mm-hmm. Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you fell in love with wine. I fell in love with wine. Sucker. I really did. Yeah. It was a trap. <clears throat> yeah. um, but it was funny. I found this, like, dusty old binder in the corner of the tasting room. It was quite old school. Um, and uh, I... I had a friend who was kind of my first mentor mm-hmm. and she gave me all these books and I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You got, it, it's every, it was, it was so Were your parents big wine drinkers. No. So, okay. I mean, I, you know, my dad quintessential, uh, you know, like 
steak and potatoes okay. kind of guy. Okay. Definitely had cab and stuff. And, you know, they were always really great in, like, allowing me. To, and I had old, older brothers, too. So okay. they were like, taste this, taste that, da 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 whatever. And I was like, this is nasty. Um, but I fell in. It wasn't even, like, the flavor of it. It was more right. everything else okay. um, that I fell in love with. But um, I had a big aha moment mm-hmm. um, when I was uh, subbing out at a tasting room in Napa. Uh, in Yachtville, and I brought my lunch, which was a peanut butter jelly sandwich, and uh, on sourdough specifically. Good choice. No, it's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with um, that. And because yeah. I was subbing out, they gave me a little splash of their wine so I could sell it. It was a 2014 Yachtville Merlot, or Napa Merlot, I don't actually remember, and I was had it with my sandwich, and I was like, <gasps> why is this so amazing? I, I just invented food and wine pairing. I did, like, and it was just mind-blowing, <laughs> yeah. and I haven't had the pairing since, so please don't quote me if it's horrible. My taste buds have so much, maybe, no, maybe it's good. PB and J is pretty good with anything. Honestly, it probably is good. Yeah. Good. Anyway, so fast forward, only two and a half, now three years later, mm-hmm. um, I've taken multiple exams and. Oh, that was only three years ago. It was very, yeah. It was. This three. one always has a very steep learning curve. Yeah, that was. <laughs> but wait, did you, and you had a child recently, ish. Well, a small she's child. six. Oh, okay. So she's not recent. I'm not that good at time. I just saw her. She's very polite. She's okay. So, okay. Well, I'm glad. Wow. Yeah. So. You're, so you're new to the wine business per yeah. se. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So new to the business, but um, I'm a big nerd, and okay. so I gobble up information and read a lot of books. They're constantly getting mad at me for studying um, <laughs> when I should be doing other things. But I love it. It's Ashley, fascinating. If you got time to study, you got time to clean. Uh, well, <laughs> there's That's also the old, that. The right? old time to lean. <laughs> well, tell me, transitioning from that, you have you guys have also something else over here. Should we talk about what these are? Because not only do you have wine, yeah, and from around the world and, and Sonoma County as well, and there, yeah. But you also have some things in these little coop clips. Which one are we talk about first? Well, let's just, why don't you introduce the beacon? Sure, and- yeah. Okay. So um, I did want to say, so we are going to be doing this um, remodel downstairs and and uh, reopening. But in the meantime, the beacon is still open. Okay. We're, uh, we're open Wednesday through Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. Um, and we take reservations, but they're not required. We, okay. we always try to take walk-ins right. whenever we can as well. Um but Friday and Saturday reservations are recommended. Okay. Um, and it's just a really special craft cocktail bar, really special. And a lot goes into the different, uh, all the all the products that they right. make up there. So first we'll taste uh, the smoke and mirrors, which is in the rocks glass. Okay. And for those at home um, or in your car or whatever, uh, we brought... Um, Tim, a special cube. Yeah, so these cubes have the B for beacon on them. Right. They're fancy, and I don't know how you etch those. So it's a first of all toothpick. Really. First of all, also it's a it's a crystal clear cube. Yeah, it's not like the kind I have at home. Right, right. It's crystal clear. Yeah. uh, Big (laughs) one, big rock, one big cube, and then we have a stamp. It's it's not really a stamp like with ink, but it's it's a metal uh, imprint, and just by the weight of your hand. Pressing on the ice, it imprints Someone's job the B is to logo. Brand the ice cubes. They do oh, it. No, they do, do it, it per on order per drink. Yeah, really. Like when when the, when a drink calls for a big cube, they, they press the ice the first and then make the drink. It's and almost then pour like it. a notary stamp thing, exactly. like a big middle mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It looks like a doorknob with a B. So on I it could buy you. one with a T on it. You and could. Tim, claim all my ice cubes. Yes. Didn't even think about that. If my wife ever listens this far into the podcast, which she doesn't, she would know. I just gave a major tip for my birthday. Yeah, we just have really dedicated bartenders, and they're amazing. Again, on that approachability, yeah. um, we have amazing craft cocktails. So, and what so is the smoky doohickey here? And like, oh, there's yeah. like a there's like a, a wedge of like 
That's dried dehydrated pineapple? pineapple. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a dehydrated pineapple chip or or slice in your as a garnish. So it's called smoke and mirrors, and basically this is a two day process to make this drink just to get it batched ready. Okay, I can order it before two days though. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. We we plan ahead. Um, but basically, it's a clarified mezcal punch. So what that means is there's coconut milk, there's Thai basil infused mezcal that we do in house. There's green chartreuse and there's pineapple gum, which we also make in house. Okay. Pineapple gum is basically like the juice of pineapple and uh, gum arabic, which thickens okay. and preserves. And then there's fresh lime juice and salt in there as well. And then basically all of that goes through a big huge sifter and mm-hmm. just sits and drips and drips for milk. hours because the coconut cloudy. milk is really thick and yeah, cloudy. Yeah, because this is not this is not cloudy like coconut. When right. I think of coconut milk, uh, Thai cooking and things like that, right. it's a it's a thicker substance. Right, mm-hmm. opaque. Exactly. Right, right. Delicious. So what happens is the proteins from the coconut milk extracts the color by creating its own like filtered bloom in this process. And so that's how you get this clarified uh, liquid. And you're left with all the flavor and the texture in a clearish I feel like it's not only a cocktail bar, I'm kind of getting a little uh, chemistry lesson here. Dude, it's insane. I've learned so much from these people that I work with. Yeah. Yeah. So they set this thing up to do this. It really is. It's, it's, it's. Labor intensive stuff goes into every drink. it's culinary driven. Yeah. You know, all the drinks are seasonally inspired, um, which we'll go into the next one. But everything that goes behind the scenes, it's, it's so fun to watch and fascinating. I'll be terrifying if mm-hmm. I go somewhere and I'm like what is the science experience in front right. of me like what are we doing here um, there's so much behind it you said mezcal can you explain to me what that is Ooh, mezcal is um, so tequila is made from blue agave okay. mezcal is made from any agave and okay. um I think mezcal is uh, primarily made in Oaxaca, but can be made in a couple of other states as well. Got it. And it's really, the big difference between mezcal and tequila is that it can be any agave, not just blue. Okay. Um, But it can also be, um, it can also be, it's made in a different style. Okay. So it's smoked, and um, traditionally they have like a, a donkey that's pulling like a stone wheel to grind it up. Okay. Okay. And there's, there's. It's a very, very traditional method um, that's only kind of coming now into fame, but okay. it's really fascinating and just really fun spirit. It's definitely got a very smoky and, quality to okay. it. Okay, and it's usually from Mexico, so we can... Correct. Like, there's also Sorry. a guy, yes. and there's a guy at Kina's Kitchen, mm-hmm. Salvador. He is making mezcal now, I think, down in Mexico. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He he doing mezcal mm-hmm. um, Okay, next question for you. Um, <laughs> we'll say this this other drink we have here yes. is that also a mezcal influenced or what what is that? No, so this is the Scarlet Slipper and the Scarlet Slipper. Um, Tell me about that. It is Ravo vodka, which is a wheat based vodka, and a pomegranate pink peppercorn shrub. So we take pomegranates and we take pink peppercorns. <laughs> sorry, Tim, you're you're, you're I'm, I'm gesturing, me. <laughs> I'm gesturing to the microphone, so I'm going to move you up. Keep going. Okay, sorry, you know. sorry. I'll get closer. Um, really intimate with this microphone. <laughs> um, so we take pomegranates, mm-hmm. at, like seeds, and we uh-huh. take pink peppercorn. Um, pink peppercorn grows around all over the place. Okay, okay. Um, and it's literally just pepper that's pink, but it's more floral than like a black pepper. Okay. Um, and someone Wait, is going to be like... peppercorn is not a pepper? Like a, like it is a pepper. Yeah. But, but it's, it's a girl like here a, in It's Sonoma. like on trees and stuff no but pink yeah. peppercorn grows on uh, trees like this is this the garnish is a right? pink peppercorn 
I leaf did not know this. Okay. From a tree. Okay. I guarantee you we could walk like a block down the street yeah, and find, find someone. one. Okay. <laughs> There's like two in front of my house. They make a mess, but they're super fun. Okay. Um, so it's you've got the um the pink peppercorn is nice because it adds a little bit of like spice and florality. Okay. Um and the pomegranate adds acidity. Um and then we top this drink off after the vodka and the pink peppercorn shrub with scribe Pinot Noir Verjus. So scribe, of course, is a winery down the road. Right. Super gorgeous when you're talking about adobes and stuff like that. Um and their Verjus is basically it's um kind of similar to like non-finished wine, but that's not okay. technically what okay. it is. They pick the grapes early before mm-hmm. Verasion. Verasion is when the grapes change color. Okay. Um, and so obviously Pinot Noir, all grapes uh, will start out green and then they go through Verasion, which changes the color. So they pick them before that. So they're super tart and acidic. Um, and then they make a wine out of it. And it's just like, it's it's super tart, very acidic, very crisp, and it's very low alcohol. Okay. And super fun for cocktails. I think they Do people use it drink for, it on its own or is it I, usually like a mixer? I, right? I or not, no, they I don't think they ever do. They use it in their vinaigrette. It's, I would say oh, it's okay. almost like a byproduct of winemaking. Well, they make this separate, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's similar. But Chase was telling me um, that, you know, you don't often see Pinot Noir Verjus. It's very rare that Scribe does this because Pinot Noir is such a, a difficult grape to grow that mm-hmm. they almost don't want to waste the, the juice right, to make right, Verjus. Yeah. They want to make right. wine. So it's it's very special that Scribe makes a Verjus from Pinot Noir. And so, yeah. yeah, we use it in this in this cocktail for acidity and balance in place of what might be more typical in a drink, which would be like citrus. So it's just Got like it. an alternative okay. uh, acidity balance uh Ingredient, mm-hmm. okay, Sweet. and then it's topped with um, Ferrari Brut Rose. Ferrari is a uh, sparkling wine producer out of northern oh. Italy and Trentino. Okay, um, and this is a Champagne Method sparkling wine. Um, okay, 60% Pinot Noir, 40% Chardonnay. It is a rose. It's a brute style. It's delicious and super refreshing. So we top this off. So you've got a vodka-based cocktail with all these fun, spicy, tart flavors, and then topped off with that fresh bubbles. Um, and and then a peppercorn garnish. And this is in a coupe glass. Yeah, Correct. coupe glass. Yep. Sort of like a half moon style with a stem and a little bottom on it. Mm-hmm. Do you like how I describe that? Big a, seller yeah. in uh, in the Beacon, the Scarlet Slippers. Yeah, and it's what, not a martini glass. What do some people think? Oh, some people think it's a martini glass? It's not a martini glass. Well, there's a, a champagne glass. glass in a coupe glass. You can use it for martinis, but... Right. Yeah. Why do they name and a drink after you? Well, you guys sip the, <laughs> the slipper. <laughs> well, you guys sip the slipper. Say that ten times fast. Um, I will quickly quickly say, um, Ashley mentioned that we topped this drink with the uh, Ferrari Brut Rosé. Mm-hmm. So for those that don't know, uh, the Top family has been in the wine and spirits importing business for several generations. They are the second largest importer of Italian wine in the country. Oh. And so Ferrari is one of the products they import. They also make their own wine. They have three labels in California. They have Au Contraire here in Sonoma. They have um, Top Family Vineyards out of Napa. And then they have a full-on estate up in Mendocino called Saracena. Uh, okay. with lots of different varietals they grow there. They have a house on the property up there. Okay. So, okay. so they do... Um, so there is they a, are there they is do have residency family. yeah there's a top family and they mm-hmm. do have residency in California although mm-hmm. the company the parent companies or the um, stepfather companies or whatever <laughs> are are based on the East Coast the importing okay. business okay yeah. this so, is good just a little side note that's why we have such international yeah. wines in addition to local. right because it's not just Sonoma Valley or right. Sonoma County in Northern California it's it's all over yeah yeah and it is kind of it's a nice little switch because um, you know we do a lot of great wineries here obviously Amazing. and we started there but it's also good to have a lot of variety and, and try new things yeah so. sure you can have a you know a California a Sonoma Pinot Noir or you can have a Tuscan Sangiovese you know and it's nice to 
be able to compare and contrast in that way. And and Ashley gets to play around with the flights that we mm-hmm. were talking about mm-hmm. in that way, where she can really do some really fun things okay. with with you know three different tastes of wine that can be from all over the world. Or you know, I think you did like a Chardonnay that was like. <laughs> California, yeah. Oregon, and France, or something. Yeah, right? yeah I okay. called it anything but Chardonnay. Okay. Because uh, one of my favorite things is when guests come in yeah. and they say, I want anything but Chardonnay. And I'm like, uh, no, don't say that. It like breaks my heart because Chardonnay is. Can so, get a bad rap of being like oaky, buttery. Because well, Chardonnay was a lot like Merlot that like, they produced a lot of it. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, and then, Merlot was another podcast. We, we Right. Have no, because I think there was this whole thing that there's yeah. like there's some great stuff out there. Uh, but there's also a lot of a lot of stuff out there, so right. yeah. you can find some not so great stuff out there. Right. So people have them in their mind. This is not good, but it's yeah. just because they've made that choice or been unfortunate enough to try that. Yeah. yeah. But so the point of this, so t- this anything this but Chardonnay, Chardonnay flight, it's all Chardonnay. It's all Chardonnay. It's all Chardonnays. Um, ABC. Because but when not I, not in the style that people are expecting. Right. And okay. so I like to build up and show them the drastic different styles. But my favorite thing with those guests that would be I don't want anything but Chardonnay, and then I'd give them whatever makes them happy. I want them to mm-hmm. enjoy their glass regardless of what. It is, um, but just like later on, I'd be like, "Hey, like, give give this a little taste. What is this? Wait, do you like lie to them? Like, this is Gunnar Beltliner. This I is something blind. No, she just kind of no, blind tastes. I, taste I them. just gives them uh, and I'm like, agree. hey, I think you'd really like this. I got gotcha. you. They taste it and they're like, this is amazing. And it's Chardonnay. And I'm like, ha ha, yes. you. No, it's just converting people and right. showing them right. the options because there's, there's so yeah. many. Like a Napa buttery. Not trying to you know right. talk trash about anybody's wine, right. but an, you know some California. Oaky buttery bomb compared to like a Chablis is Mm going to be a very different flavor profile. Refreshing versus like ah, this is so nice and crisp and clean, right? Which we don't normally associate with buttery shards. One of my favorite sounds in the world, and I think I do have to do it on the mic is the. Just don't. How do you do that? Spill it. The the click, yeah. Yeah, how do you do that? Don't spill it. Just ice cube, ice cube click. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't spell. You already spelled it once. Martine, you're like um, the, the movie guy. Is it, is it the gaffer? Who's the guy that makes the sounds? In the yeah. Movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. good with that. I'm really big on sounds. It's true. Are you? Yes. So you yeah. can be... I'm, I'm noisy be like at work. Very punching noisy. the beef side for the fight sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Coconuts for the horse. Exactly. Oh exactly. We're here. Coconut <laughs> shells. Um, are you guys going to help me? I, I love you about Tal. We're going to keep talking about it, but you got to help me. Because okay. Because every week we have a different thing. You guys come on and help me answer some questions. Okay, great. Before we launch into that, though, I do want to say that we've been talking about springtime is coming mm-hmm. even though it's we're filming filming we're taping this in february and it's warm outside but uh mustard girl hashtag mustard girl is starting uh, to appear because mustard is appearing in the foods, uh, it's right so it's, beautiful it's awesome right you see the mustard it's growing um i'm so happy i found the first instagram post of someone in the mustard this woman uh her name is uh prospy love p-r-o-s-p-y-l-u-v on instagram yeah so there she is in the Shout uh was it there she's you mean mustard. current this season mustard this post? season mustard girl it's the beginning nice. i always say yeah. it's like the swallows come back to san juan capistrano we yeah. have these things so she's holding some tulips maybe someone gave her those tulips maybe That's they went so to taub great. and and they had a great time and then they said <laughs> let's go find some mustard for a photo yeah so i really love this photo so they're coming in so people remember to hashtag mustard girl let us know if you're out there in the mustard mustard boy mustard person doesn't matter uh and let us know if you're out there in cinema valley but please do not trespass on private property right ask 
ask. A there's, lot of all, there's plenty on the side of the road. There yeah. is plenty on the side of the road. Just so pull over safely. Pull over safely. And don't go running through a field that does not belong to you. Cows aren't <laughs> as friendly as people think. I'm just saying. Cows are great from far away. Not so good running full steam at you. Look, I'm, yeah. I mean, we were camping and there was a cow that we were on the... Where were you guys? Uh, this was way up north. Were you um, up on like the Lost Coast or something like, like that? Where the angry cows are? Oh, okay. And we had pulled over, started camp, like right. hiking, and then there's a fence and we're just like sitting there with the dog and my dog is 40 pounds and Mm. he looks scary but he's terrified of everything right and this cow just like runs up to the fence and I was like that fence is not stopping anything (laughs) Um, not a ton and a half cow but the cow stops and I think they're just curious but that was um, terrifying yeah for something that only eats grass they look pretty mean don't they they're also massive I Mm -hmm. think we forget how big cows we talked about the the there's a water buffalo here in Cinema Valley that what? they're making water water buffalo for to making make the mozzarella. mozzarella. Yum. Yeah, the remaining family uh, uh, buffalo here off Arnold Drive. So they're huge. If you go down mm. and see them, they're very Is that big. Legal? Is it legal? Yeah, it's Wait, legal. Do own a water buffalo? Believe it or not, it's livestock. It is. It is. Yeah, oh, water buffalo. Okay, they're cool. huge. Is it legal? I don't think in the city Terrible. limits. I don't think in the city limits. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so we will see them in the next parade. Cool. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Sounds great. <laughs> All right, you guys ready for this section we call We Get Questions? Yes, but I was told there'd be no math. There's yeah. no math. Okay. There better not okay. be math. If a train is leaving... No, okay, here we go. <laughs> so, two uh, apples and two apples. Just so everyone knows, we have two visitor centers. Uh, we get a lot of questions. We get them on Instagram. We get them on Facebook. We, we get you know, People text us. They Facebook us. So here we go. On Tuesday, we got this question about dark places in Sonoma Valley for stargazing, not for romance. Okay. Dark places in Sonoma Valley that are good for stargazing. What do you guys Because I was going to say dark place. Beacon. Right. Beacon. Quintessential. And sometimes maybe some stars stop, like maybe Lady Gaga's there. I don't know. Yeah. If you want like the the, the dark uh, speakeasy vibe, the Beacon is your place. It is but dark up there. in terms of the stargazing, literally, um, I mean, you know, going back to what you said about don't trespass, but I do feel like there's got to be some there's a spot fields, you know. Um, I mean, I just can picture driving into the driveway of Gunlock Bunshu, and there's mm-hmm. like a big open field before you even get really right, on the right, estate. Right, that would just be ideal. Not yeah. a lot of light pollution up there. Right, it's a good right, idea. Exactly. Okay, Ashley, you got any ideas? Absolutely not. None. I, the, the only thing I could think of. You would go be camping. Oh, yeah, but not in Sonoma. Okay, you go. Yeah. That's not where point. I lived, Tim. I drive far away. <laughs> how would I away. do that? Well, actually, Jenner's um, not that far away, about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Or how well, about also uh, uh, along the bike path near um, Vallejos? Oh, okay. You General go there? Like I was going to say Overlook, but um, oh, then yeah. you have to traverse that at night. Can you do that at night? I don't recommend. Or they close it. Well, it's also near the cemetery. And speaking of the ghosts. Spooky. Were you really hiking alone? Well, I've got a tip for you. (laughs) (laughs) There is up at Sugarloaf State Park. There's camping up there. Yeah. It's up. There's a a waterfall up there. They actually have an observatory, too, called the Robert W. W. Ferguson Observatory. And there's amateur telescopers or astronomers that will come up there with their telescopes. And they'll set up. And you can go check it out. Great great for kids, by the way. Wow. So it's a good place for stargazing. You're up above the lights, but basically anywhere in Sonoma Valley that's away from maybe the, the big city of Sonoma, population right. 9,000, uh, that might help you see some stars. So you're right, yeah. gun bun, almost any winery, even when I'm driving home, I just see the stars and it's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about stargazing like Hollywood stars? Hmm. Um, hmm. I mean, I think they... You know, it, coming from coming from New York... <laughs> yeah. um, oh, look at you. Here comes Mr. East Coast. Uh, Listen, you don't I, I, I was going to say, I'm just going to say, 
even if even if I knew where to go, I wouldn't tell you because right. then they That's stop the coming. Uh, like you got to protect their their okay. their anonymity of, right. of being able to go out and until be until people. their person though, because doesn't their PR person say we want them to be known that they were going here? Like something scandalous. Yeah, or yeah, like yeah. The new yeah. girlfriend You do want page six to kind of leak it somehow, right? right of right. course, yeah. Page six for those of you who don't know is like celebrity news in, in right. New York City. On, on oh, is that the thing? Yeah. Uh, here we just listen to KSVY. Yeah. The local radio station <laughs> oh. for celebrity news. Yeah, Tim, I think you're the biggest celebrity. To find out where the cows are. <laughs> um, I think, though, the Sonoma International Film Festival is coming up. And oh, my yeah. first star yeah. is coming to that. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, not a huge star, but certainly for people in the Bay Area who like cooking, Martin Yan is going to be like the chef that's being honored this year. And he had, uh, for a long time, a TV show called Yan Can Cook, which is all about, uh, it was not just Chinese food, it was all kind of food. And it was here in the Bay Area. It's on, on, in, you know, KQED. A cooking show back in the days before cooking shows was about saying bam and donkey sauce and they actually right. cook right he he was kind of a big deal that's awesome yeah so he's good. you know I, can I just quickly say that if, if anybody out there at all that's going to be coming to this film festival bringing a film producers directors whatever um if you want to seriously have like the the most killer after party <laughs> right after your screening with an actual actor you should you should rent you should rent out the upstairs lounge at, okay. at the outpost it's gonna or the beacon. Either a, okay. either room is rentable for okay. private events, and we could throw you the most killer after party. Actually, in town. I think you even had a projector up there during World Cup. And we we do so we do a projector downstairs, oh, downstairs. Okay. for, for and you know TV to make it upstairs. yeah so that you okay. know we're we're complying with Martin, with our handicapped friends. You had a big fr- you had a big party for the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, we did uh, showed all the World Cup games right. upstairs and down. What and you were cheering? And for we France, did the same Martin? with the Super Bowl. England, who are you cheering for, Martin? <laughs> um, America, Just Martin. Like a... Los Albi Celeste, <laughs> which is the technically translates as the uh, the sky blue and whites, which okay. is Argentina. Okay, why would you support that team? I was born in Buenos Aires. Oh my gosh! So. Oh, so you're going to support that team? How long you live in the United States? Uh, since I was three. Okay, and how long did you live in Argentina? No, we left when I was three. Right, so so what I'm trying to tell you is, shouldn't you be rooting for the American team to win the World Cup? I, Eventually. I, I root for the U.S. women's national team. Oh, that's going to happen. Like, U.S. women's, come on. Yeah, because I, you know, I'm no right. dummy. <laughs> um, so the U.S. <laughs> women have my full and okay. unadulterated but, support. I saw plenty of photos of Martin in, in his crazy saying. blue and white jersey. <laughs> and like, you had like a scarf on, and you're like running around, your arms up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a flag on like you a cape. Flag. Yes, you were very excited. Yeah, I'm telling you, the tattoo is coming. The three star, you know, Why don't you just get a map of Argentina down your Lake. Yeah, I could do that too. <laughs> I could do cool. that. Yeah. You also just how large Argentina is, though. It's big. I mean, it wouldn't be to scale. Massive. It'd be like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be to scale. <laughs> <laughs> just all over his back. A back piece. Right. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. Um, all right. Good. So that's dark places. Next question. Ready for we get questions? Yes. Are you ready? This is easy. Where can I get sparkling wine? I'm going to oh, defer to well, uh, my so sommelier. Because yeah. um, I brought sparkling wine not knowing right. this was on the question. Right. But as I mentioned, um, sparkling wine is a soft spot in, in, in my heart, and okay. I love it. Um, and um, locally, of course, obviously, we have mm-hmm. a really great selection of small producers mm-hmm. of champagne, specifically grower producers. Um, grower just means that for most of their like family lineage, they were selling the grapes to the big houses, Don Perignon and Krug and all these places, right? Um, and now they're like, wait, why don't I, you know, you get to fourth or fifth generation, they're like, can I just do this myself? <laughs> Make wait, my own. Right. So they just yeah. start doing their own and it's amazing, um, super fun. 
So we have a really great selection of that. Um, other than that, sparkling wine, uh, two doors down from us, you have Cy. Yeah, sparkling big shout out bar. to Cy. Okay. Yeah, um, okay. Jamie's the owner there. Jamie's and amazing. She's awesome. Um, and they have an amazing selection and their staff's super knowledgeable as okay. well. Okay. So yeah. it's a really great place. And then locally, as far as wineries go, Glory Ferrer, okay. their vintage dated wine is fantastic. Oh, really? Okay. Really good vintage dated, um, which, f- little nerd moment, um, most sparkling wine is non vintage. That's what you NV means. Okay. Um, and that's because in Champagne historically, uh, the weather was always really up and down. Mm. So they would blend wine from different years so Got that it. they could have a consistent product. Okay. So that's still seen today in a lot of our even California sparkling wines. Um, so if it has a vintage, that means that it's all from that year and that it was a special year, that the vintage that year was no a really it. good harvest. Uh, okay. So we're going to make okay. it special. So okay. Glory Ferrer's vintage shaded stuff, fantastic. Okay. Uh, Schramsberg, amazing, oh, yeah. of course. Domaine Carneros, mm-hmm. really, really cool lineage. They're actually started by a champagne producer. Okay. Um, so really awesome stuff. Their winemaker, um, I don't know her personally, but I've had a lot of friends that have kind of um, mentored with her, and she's fantastic. Okay. Um, so those are my those big are quick, shout outs. You're good. Yeah, really good. Do you want to volunteer at the visitor center? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, um, yeah, you, you know, I would love to. Would you know, you know what? I, once we reopen the downstairs with the mm-hmm. with the relaunch, you know what I think is like could be a perfect day in downtown Sonoma. Go. Um, <laughs> you come to the outpost for uh, small bites and wine flights, wine tasting in mm-hmm. the afternoon. You go to Sai pre dinner for champagne champagne bar and then you go to dinner at Valley and then you come to the outpost and go to the Beacon for after dinner cocktails you don't even have to leave That's a small. corner one corner, one corner of the plaza yeah, right. and you can have a perfect day <laughs> in Sonoma yeah. I love it yeah. like, if we do four perfect days of Martine it's just like a different corner yeah. <laughs> yeah. like day three they're getting ice cream over there at Sweet Scoop sure oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the best you could do it the B&B literally the best why not yeah okay this is still in the restaurant area Someone asked us about gluten-free dining options. Mm. Are there, do you guys know any places that get gluten-free stuff? I think it depends, right? There's not like a designated gluten-free restaurant. Like Just 100% like gluten-free. Yeah, right. and you're really, it's it's hard-pressed to find because there's so much cross-contamination. Right. Um, and it's a bummer, it's hard. There's also so no plant-based. Oh, no, plant-based. In Sonoma. Um, one just opened in Petaluma. Like 100% plant-based. 100%. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they add on, you can add on uh, meat, I think. Okay. It's called, I think it's called Luma. It was started by the woman who started uh, um, the Shuckery. The okay. oyster bar. Oh, okay. Anyway, they're plant based, but Sonoma doesn't have one, and so dietary restrictions. It's always um, case by case basis, mm-hmm. and I think leaning in on the staff at each restaurant is really what's gonna right. what's gonna be important because. Um, it's always tricky, right? right? I mean, I know. Talk, talk to your waiter, ask them to get the info for sure. You can always get gluten free dishes, for example. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a chicken breast that's then, like, you know, olive oil or something like that, which are all gluten free products. Yeah. yeah. You just got to um, ask. And, but it depends on how sensitive you are to gluten. Right. Yeah. Because if you're like super right. 100%, like you said, actually, like yeah. super sensitive, yeah, the kitchen like might have cross contamination, right? Mm-hmm. I will say this, and I, I I hate to sound like I'm really you know, like plugging us, but. Um, how dare should you? I but no, but mic? the kitchen's been RDing for the new menu for the okay. relaunch mm-hmm. and they uh, Mark Taub who's mm-hmm. CEO of the of the import company he's gluten free so we always try to keep an eye out oh, for okay. that because okay. you know when 
the big boss comes to town. We right. want to feed him what he what he can eat, you know. Right. And so they made arancini. That there's going to be arancini oh, on so the menu. Good. You know what arancini are? Uh, Italian rice fried rice balls. Thank you. Okay. Good. Cheesy. Yeah. Oh, those cheesy. are good. Oh my god. Yes. Cheesy fried oh, rice yeah, balls. Oh yeah, those are always good. Oh, those little hand things. That, like, right. So delicious. Yeah. Really but usually people with gluten free can't have those. Oh. Well, our kitchen team are indeed regular arancini and gluten-free ones. All right. And the consensus among everybody that was tasting them was the gluten-free ones actually were better because they had like a lighter, right. airier quality. Mm. So it's probably going to be that we just run with the gluten-free and not offer both. People wouldn't know. Because yeah. they, you don't even yeah, need to know. It doesn't even matter. There's you don't even a, know the difference. There's it's a bakery delicious. on the way side of town here called Baker and Cook. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have gluten-free donut holes. <gasps> oh, I'm really? I'm addicted to them. They're so good. Wow. I go there to get my pile of gluten. You know, I get like a <laughs> Oh, my bread, God. And then I I'm go like there. throwing some donut holes. Yeah. I just eat them. And then I haven't been there in a while. my shirt. Yeah, they're good. That's a good spot. Thanks. This is a weird question I got. It's very specific. I don't know how to answer this one, Martin and, and Ashley, but it says, where can I get an asado for el 25 de mayo? Oh, and I was told not to my, pronounce it mayo, I pronounce it Argentinian mayo, like, yeah. like that. Yeah. 25 de mayo. Mayo. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Dia de la patria. Por mi, por mi país. Yeah, so, exactly. You, <laughs> your Spanish is awesome. Could you tell me a bit, what is an asado? Okay, is? This, is then, a, this is an actual, no doubt, 100% Argentine question. Uh, the person who asked me was in Argentine. Yeah, so it's right. clear. I also so, just want to say I love how Martin, when you immediately start speaking Spanish, you get closer to the mic. Oh, and you, like, you just uh, his hands, a little his bit. hands came up. <laughs> and he immediately, the yeah. whole persona you, changes. You right? can't see under the desk, but my my legs instantly start doing yes, a tango. He was tangoing. Move. It was amazing. It was like <laughs> accordion off this. Oh my goodness! So, what in my in my mind they did? Did you know that, that they think that tango was invented in? Um, what like in Buenos Aires way back in the day mm-hmm. in like the slums by the poor people really and oh. now it's like the dance so it was of, the, oh do you know twerking of do you know that no from what I from what I no from what I understand I'm not it's kidding scandalous. so if you're from Buenos Aires you are right. your nickname is that you are a porteño because it's a port city you are a port uh, you're a city person okay, yeah. you're a porter um, so from what I understand uh, and you know the world can correct right. me if I'm wrong but the tango really started because prostitutes were dancing this sexy dance to attract the uh, sailors the people coming see? the men coming to the port right. to you know all, all engage the, yeah, all I, all dancing not all dancing but the kind of dancing that we now see was sort of a mating courtship ritual sure, courtship. at one, some some right. way, a, a courtship right. ritual. We say courtship if we're for humans. Right. If it was birds, it's mating. Right. Right. But it's like a ritual, right? Right. So, and of course, over time, go. it progressed to a beautiful dance shared by two people, not transactional. That, all, that always yeah. have slicked back hair. <laughs> not transactional. One has a yeah. rose, a yeah. rose in their mouth at all times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like a high slit skirt and a lot of dance, like a lot of feet. Like, oh, the, <laughs> the, the footwork is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It's incredible. I, yeah. Stunning. Is that how it works? So asado yes, in this question, uh, asado is is a classic Argentine barbecue, which means that uh, like there's a big open air grill okay. and there's all like every, no part of the cow is or all pig is wasted. Meats. It's all the meats are on there. Oh, full okay. sausage, blood sausage, steaks, really? cuts, breads, all different yeah. things. Yeah. Okay. Sweetbreads for so sure. That, so it's a barbecue. It's an asado is a barbecue. Yeah. It's like, it's it's like saying in America, like, come to a barbecue. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and 25 de Mayo, the 25th of May is, uh, is the, like the like Independence Day, the de, day of, day of the, the patri- day of patriotism in Argentina. Got it. Okay. Um, There's that uh, truck. But, I see late at night, um, taco truck, and it's the only place that I could think of that's probably going to have that, like, like really smoky wood fire. It's, right. um, it's 
down the street, like literally right down oh, there. Oh, the one in uh, Taqueria Jalisco, that yeah, one yeah, there? Yeah, that yeah. one. Um, and then also in um, Boys Hot Springs, they have I Always See Them. The guy on the right? Oh, You're leaving man. town? It looks so it good. It is good. Oh, there's, a, there's, yeah. And there's also, yeah, there's a chicken guy too. Yeah, the chicken up guy. Up by the Brinquito. Um, I... I too am a fan. Of yeah, of no, it's definitely on fire. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> fired meats. Beautiful taco truck feast is is a great option. But but so, I, I, yeah, I, sadly, I don't think sadly sadly I don't think you're gonna find like a real. I true, think I think it's time for us to start. Yeah. Someone needs for to the do huge it. Argentinian population, both yes. of you guys in town. <laughs> but yeah, the two of us. Mariana put this on there. Uh, but yeah, the Argentinian National Dish Day right. on, on the 25 de Mayo. It could yeah. be you know it could be an amazing. There's so many amazing celebrations that happen in the plaza right. in Sonoma. Also empanadas. Um, I need more. We need more empanadas. A, yes. More. Oh, who doesn't need more? Well, actually, Sonoma eats at empanadas for a long time. Sonoma eats he, does. He it's does it's hit or miss, Oaxacan honestly, because they are yeah. so labor intensive. Right. So it's hit or miss whether or not they have them. Right. Um, there is a place in Rohnert Park okay. that uh, looks like kind of a fast food place, but mm-hmm. he's like an empanada guy. Really? Okay. Uh, it's really good. Are empanadas only in Argentina? Or are they sort of like a South American no, yeah, Spanish I, I food? I think a lot of the countries a lot of the countries have them. Spain, oh, it did? And yeah. then okay. because... Yeah, uh, and then the influence there. A lot okay. of countries have them. Okay. Yeah, for sure. But um, but the Argentine ones are the we'll best. We'll pour some Argentine <laughs> but no, uh, wine for yeah. right. Yes, we do have. Ooh. But no, imagine imagine uh, like an Argentine like feast celebration right. in Oof. the plaza. That'd be great. Like With the big wine. open air grills. I don't know anything about that, but I support yeah. it already. Yeah. Okay. So can you do that? I mean, I could I could be a part of it. Tim, we, you're the one yeah. with the visitors bureau. How do I we don't. Get in the well, park? the problem is permits. So let's just pretend like we didn't have this conversation. Okay, all right. And if, but if it just kind of happens, yeah. you know, it kind of yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, hey, on the topic of restaurants, I do want to bring up uh, Sonoma County Restaurant Week is happening. It starts next week, and here mm-hmm. in Sonoma, there's a couple different restaurants participating: B and V Whiskey Bar and Grill, Benicia's Kitchen, Glen Ellen Star, Layla at MacArthur Place, Salt and Stone up in Kenwood. Salt and Stone, yeah. that's a good spot. Love they that have really place. good truffle pasta. Do they? And they have good oysters up there. Oh, yeah, the seafood's would, good, yeah, really good. It's there. really good. Yeah. Not they have a, uh, I love their crab Louis salad. And it's really good. And you can sit outside and see the mountains there. Yeah, it's, oh, it's um, perfect. Sante at the Fairmont Spread Kitchen. So kind of like... I haven't been there yet. Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Lebanese. Lebanese. Yeah. It's Lebanese good. food. Spread Kitchen. Oh, sounds good. Uh, tips Roadside. Yeah. And then Wit and Wisdom, all participating. Sonoma County Restaurant Week, a whole bunch of different specials, deals, etc. More restaurants always being added all the time because herding restaurants is like herding cats, only Correct. less productive. So <laughs> <laughs> getting them all together. Hey, guys, you're wonderful. Thanks for coming along. I have a question for you. If I want more information about Taub Family Outpost or Beacon or whatever, how do I find that information? So honestly, our website is uh, going to get a, a revamp as well with our okay. relaunch. So our website is um, is not we're not super proud of it right now. No, um, we're, we're hospitality people. We're yeah. not IT people. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's just it's, be. It's going to happen. It's just not happening. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but we on, on Instagram. We, okay. Good. We have uh, Sonoma Outpost. Sonoma Outpost mm-hmm. and Sonoma Beacon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So two different two accounts different yeah. for the two different experiences. Right. Right. That's and the best. I places. would also say the one thing about the the website. Mm-hmm. If you subscribe to our emails, yeah, mm-hmm. subscribe to the email. I'm like not going to spam you. I promise. Are you yeah, the one in charge of this? I, I do. Yeah. Good. I do. Um, we don't send a ton, but we let you know when fun stuff's happening. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um. So do that. So 
and to get on the email list, do we go to this website that we're not going to talk about? Yeah, we're yeah. not going to talk about the website. You, you can sign up. Or for, um, yeah. DM the Sonoma Outpost. Martin yeah. and I are okay. on it, and um, we'll get yeah. back to you as soon as we or can. Or even just old school call us and be like, hey, add me to your email list. No problem. And you'll I do got it. you. Yeah. Well, the telephone. 707-721-1107. That was an amazing voiceover thing. Thank you. <laughs> Could you wait? Can you do like, make sure to subscribe to the Sonoma Spiel. Can you do that? Yes, and make sure to. Can I get? Okay, come on. You got to give me a couple takes. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, ready? Okay. Hold on. Right, can we get another stop. take? Can we get another take? Let me take another sip of the. Yeah, take a sip of that. Little sip of the strawberry. Nobody's laughing. We're gonna do this. We're in the studio. You're smoking your your menthol. All right. Shonoma Spiel, take two. Go. Be sure to subscribe to the Shonoma Spiel wherever you get your podcast. That's exactly what I want. Martina, you're oh, amazing. Perfect. Guys, great. thanks for stopping by. <laughs> you are wonderful. Uh, everybody, Taub Family Outpost. I'd also like to remind you that if you like information about the Taub or one of the other restaurants or things to do in Sonoma Valley, go to sonomavalley.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Mom and Dad, thanks for listening this long, and we'll see you guys next week. And go to Bye. the Beacon. Go, yeah, to, the go beacon. to the Beacon. Have a yeah. cocktail. All right, thanks, guys.